0: Coach Pat Kilby and I spent all summer, week by week, going through all 13 scholarship players for Carolina basketball and the Biscuit Boys. And now it's time for us to look back at our roster preview. So we're gonna review our preview. It's a roster preview review. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Wednesday, September 28th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shaden. Joining me as he does every Wednesday is the man, Coach Pack Kilby, and we want to thank you for making the show your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please don't forget, the show is free and available anywhere you get podcasts, so you can subscribe right now for free to make sure you don't miss a second of your team every week. Day of the week, okay. Pack, like we said off the top, you and I spent literally our entire summer every Wednesday going through each one of these scholarship guys one at a time. Uh, the transfer Pete Nance, all the freshmen, all the sophomores, all the juniors, all the seniors, the super senior. I think we even had a modest Buzelis in there before he committed to the G League, and of course, the Biscuit Boys. Man, we went through all of it, and now. It's time for us to take stock and look back because we are inching ever closer. We're under six weeks away from the first game. Friday night coming up is live action. We're going to talk about that tonight too. We want to get you prepped and ready or tonight today on today's show. We want to get you prepped and ready for that. And man, all sorts of good stuff to do. So we've got questions we're going to ask ourselves um, to help look back at our roster preview series. In fact, by the way, up in the corner, I am going to link right up here somewhere. Uh, link back to that entire playlist of all of those individual roster preview shows, so you can go back and check them out. So, question number one, Pack, you ready for this?
1: Yes, what sir.
0: did we get right?
1: Well, uh, to me, I, I think we we got the starters right, and I mean, I think you know pretty clearly. I think anybody could have, um, you know, we know what we're going to get in Vacant Leaky uh pete nance rj davis caleb love that that group is set um and then i think you know in my opinion anyways i think time will tell but i think we got puff johnson's going to be a guy coming off the bench for us and seth Trimble's is going to be a guy coming off the bench for us those two are going to be really impactful um one of them you know being in relief to leaky and the other one being able to spare um rj and, and yeah um, I think we got that top seven. I think we got that pretty well nailed down.
0: I love that, And and I know the, this is going to be an interesting conversation to have. Maybe we do it right now. Maybe we do it on another show. But uh, our best guess is at who is more often than not, because I know the rotational change sometimes based on foul trouble or game flow or things like that. But more often than not, who is the first guy hopping up off the bench? My, I think it's going to be Puff on a on a typical basis but some of that again is going to be game flow um how how things are transitioning and stuff like that but um it's interesting to think about um how all that's going to go but yeah absolutely i think we got that right and at this time last year as you just said that that's a no-brainer for us heading into this season last year we just don't know for a couple of reasons number 1 uh, there is some of that. Like, is Coach Davis like we just don't know what he's going to do with his roster. You don't know if he's going to basically Kerwin or RJ. I guess that's the big question mark coming into last year. And and truthfully, I guess Brady or Dawson Garcia. That's the other big question last yeah. year. This year, as you've said, I mean it's it's a no brainer. It's the four returning starters and Pete Nance. Uh, it's crazy how different it feels this year because you've got the second year of Hubert Davis and it's pretty locked in already who it's going to be. I'm right with you. I think that's the biggest thing we got right is the starting five. But as you said, any old idiot coming off the street could get that right this year. (laughs) So I'm not going to pat us on the back. Let's stop us from getting that far. Um, Here's a question. We got to look in the mirror a little bit more and say, Hey, what did we get wrong?
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, I think DeMarco Dunn is a potential, you know, we got that wrong or I got that wrong. Um, And why I say that is, you know, I I honestly kind of wrote him off. Um, Mm. I was not thinking that he would be a player that could contribute this season. Uh, But from what I've picked up on, I think that he might actually contribute more than, than maybe I imagined originally. And so um, if that's the case, guess what? That means he's improved and that's really good for the Tar Heels. Uh, So I can live with that. But I do think there's a potential for me to have been wrong with with him.
0: Yeah, I feel the same, but for a slightly different reason. I I wrote down to Marco, but also for me, and and this happened before we did his preview, but I just thought he wouldn't come back. I thought he was going to be another transfer. In fact, I would have guessed that he would have transferred before Kerwin. Um, honestly, now I, I thought they both were going to transfer, but I thought DeMarco would have been pretty quick out the door. In fact, I would have thought he would be gone over Anthony Harris, um, of the, of the three that did transfer, I would not have guessed Anthony Harris. I thought DeMarco would have been gone instead of him. Um, but, uh, in the same way you said, now that he's here, like, what is this dude going to do now that he's a sophomore? He's got some more, um, comfortability. I love that. Let's keep yeah. going. Next question. Kind of similar. Who were we maybe too high on in, in our praise or in our estimation of the role that they will play this year?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm gonna start out with with Trimble. What's that, Trimble? Um mm, interesting, why so? That I think, now don't, don't mishear me. I think he's going to be really good. Um, and I alluded to that in his player preview. I thought, I think that he could be a lottery pick coming out of his sophomore season. I think he you just did that high. Um, but one thing that, you know, since then I've kind of thought about and stood on some is how frequently and often Carolina have had uh, young guards just struggle um, early mm. in their career because, you know, for one, it's college. It's a step up. But, you know, under especially under Roy, there was a lot of the secondary break stuff that we ran. It just seemed like it was hard for them to pick up on. Um, and that may be a lot different under Coach Davis. We haven't really learned that yet. Uh, yeah. But for now, I just kind of want to pump the brakes and say, hey, he may struggle because it is a whole nother level um, and I may have I may have uh, been a little bit too high on him.
0: Yeah, that that's a great point, honestly, and and I love I love also, but the pause of like, but we don't really know yet with Coach Davis. I, I appreciate you saying that because we did see a lot of it with Coach Williams. Joel Berry questioning himself his freshman year is a kind of classic example of that. But even uh, just seeing how a lot of those guards really took just took over their sophomore year and then exploded their junior year. And uh, yeah, it, interesting there. I'm gonna go uh, since you said Seth Trimble, I'm gonna go with Dontrez Styles. Um, I just from snippets I've heard, things I've seen, I, I just get the impression. I don't. I feel it deep in my gut. There's no like official like Dontrez Styles. We're down on him this year. Like there's nothing like that that I'm hearing or seeing. But I just have this gut feeling that he will not make the same type of leap. As some of the other players will this year, and so I've, I, I, if I have to say who was I too high on in our player previews, I'm going with Dontrez. Don I think he's still going to be a main part of the rotation, one of the top, you know, like nine guys. I'm just a little less sure of where he's gonna fall in slot six through nine, basically, than I was <laughs> when we did our preview. All right. Let's go to the other side of that. Who were we too low on? And this time, you know what? I'm going to answer first for this one, Pack, Take that and smoke yeah. it. Um, I'm going to go with Jalen Washington. And the reason for that is I was really skeptical, um, not about Jalen's skill set or capability, but how long it was going to take him to be fully recovered and healthy and ready to go. And then just a couple of weeks ago, we got the news that he was gonna be cleared for all basketball activities here at the end of the month of September. Uh, I said this on Tuesday's show, but if you saw the the clips and highlights of the first day of practice, he's right out there with the guys doing stuff and um, feeling good. And we've seen and heard the co- the quotes from Coach Davis, about Jalen and what a great and impactful player he is, his shooting capability, which is is huge for that position for the four for the Tar Heels. And so, I mean, I I think we're going to get more than we thought we would, especially with Pete Nance being a legit five can slide Mm -hmm. over when Armando takes a breather or is in foul trouble. And then Jalen comes in. As that, for the question just becomes, how quickly is he able to work himself in and how much of a learning curve is there? If he can get past that learning curve, I think for me, he's easily the guy I was way too low on because of what he can bring to the table. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I well, I agree with that. Um, and it's you know, it's hard because he has been battling the injury, and so uh, we were kind of unaware of the abilities that he had. Um, and so. For us to find out, hey, this guy's going to be a player, that's a real, That's quality Quality news for the Carheels. Um And, you know, earlier we were kind of talking about, hey, we probably expect Puff to come off the bench first or Trimble to come off the bench. And, you know, quite honestly, if Baycott struggles with foul trouble like he did some last year, gosh, it could be Jalen Washington, depending yeah. on how quick yeah. he picks things up. Because like you yeah. said, we can slide next to the five and plug Jalen in right there at the four. And so um, that's a possibility. Uh, but for me, um, and guys, this might sound crazy, but I was probably too low on R.J. Davis. And the crazy thing is, I was pretty high on R.J. Davis. <laughs> um, but you've but,
0: also said you think he's going to be the most important and best player on the team.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that I don't think I said that in his player preview. Uh, no, but, you didn't. Yeah. Uh, but now, you know, the more I think about the team and the more I look at last year's run and how crucial he was in that, and what direction we're going in moving forward. Man, I just, I view him as such an important piece to what we do um, that I think that, I mean, I was just too low on him. I think he's the most important player that we have because of the way he makes us go.
0: Man, love that, love the RJ Davis love from Pat Kilby there. Uh, We wanna get into talking about what newcomers are going to be uh, playing a huge role for this team. And we'll do that in just a second, but first, I need to tell you a little bit about Bet Online, which is the number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this week's games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering info, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including the home stretch of the Major League Baseball season, MMA, boxing, and golf. Pack my Braves are going back-to-back, World Series champs, let's do it. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. Okay, so our very next question, we're going to just get right back to this. What did we get right? What did we get wrong? This one, the next question, and Pac, you take this one first. What newcomer, and by that I mean transfer or freshman, are you most excited for?
1: Well, for me, I think it's Seth Trimble. Um, and and hear me out here, because I think it would have been easy for me to say Pete Nance. Uh, because obviously he's really good and he's going to be really impactful. Um, but whenever I took a little deep dive into it, um, man, I think Seth Trimble is going to have a huge impact. And I say that because it seems like every title team we've had has had a really um, important from young young player coming off the bench, making an impact in you know, almost each and every game. Like you look at 05. It was Marvin. Marvin. Uh, You got your Ed Davis for the O nine championship. You got your Tony Bradley, your Brendan, Wright, Like these young guys that come off the bench and make an impact. And I know that most of those guys I just named were post players. uh, But Seth Trimble is a young guy. He's going to come in. He's going to have an impact right off the bat. And whenever we have guys that are contributing off the bench, we've had our best teams. So I think he has the biggest impact.
0: Okay. Well, since you took Seth Trimble, I got to go with Pete Nance. I mean, it's kind of the biggest no brainer, similar to what we said about the starters, but uh, one of us was going to say each of these guys, I think. And so let me give Pete Nance some love in it. Uh, just the the things he is going to be able to do. Um, we already talked about it today. I talked about it on the, on Tuesday's show, but just what Pete Nance is able to do in such a varied way. Like there's just so many things he brings to the table. It's not just, one skill set or or you know like one specific specialist he's not just a closer out of the bullpen he's not just a 3 and D guy he brings so much to the table a lifetime of being around the game so it's skill set and IQ and a desire for the jersey the name on the front rather than nance on the back i mean just all of that come together and that makes nance for me the guy i'm both most excited about and the newcomer who i think will have the biggest impact. And man, that is going to be incredible to watch for the Tar Heels. But it's awesome. Like how often do you get a team like this where you've got so much returning talent and experience and so many newcomers, both freshmen and transfers, bringing what you think will be impactful to this team? It's just, I feel like it's a good balance and I'm going to get too far ahead of us and talk about <laughs> that. But boy, really excited about where that is. All right, Pac, here's the next one. Of the returning players, so we just talked newcomers. Let's talk returners now. Who has the biggest leap from last year to this year?
1: Uh, I'm going to give you two here. Uh, Okay. First of all, I think the biggest overall jump is Puff. Uh, I think Puff is going to just – he's been working his tail off. I think we all know that. We all expected that. Uh, I think he's going to have a huge jump, um, and that hard work is going to pay off. And then I also think that Leakey is going to have a huge jump on the offensive end. I think, you know, there's not much improving to do on the defense You you got to keep doing what he's been doing. Um, But on the offensive side, I think he um, is a returning player that makes a, a huge, huge jump for us on the offensive end.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I was going to say Puff for my answer too. So I'll tell you what, I won't answer that one, but I'll go first on the next one. Yeah. As we look back in our roster preview review, I just can't get over that name. It's so fun to me. <laughs> uh, the question is, who's going to be the odd man or men out when the rotation tightens up? And so let's first give some context of what we think, how the, there's like three layers to this year's rotation, as I believe we both see it. Pack, Tell me if you feel differently after I unpack this you've got the starters. We already talked about that. Uh, Davis, Love, Black, Baycott, and Nance. Those are your starting five. I think uh we both believe the next four, the main kind of rotation guys off the bench are Puff Johnson, Dontre Styles, Seth Trimble, and Jalen Washington. And then you've got your four other scholarship guys who are in those 10 to 13 uh, guy slots. Tyler Nickel, DeMarco Dunn, Justin McCoy, and Will Shaver. And so out of those, who are the odd men out? First off, any disagreements or pushback on that three-tier breakdown?
1: Not at all. No, I agree
0: okay. with Okay. Perfect. So for me, I'm going to select somebody both out of that main rotation, who I think is kind of odd man out a little bit, and then out of the bottom four. I'm going to go a little unconventional with my main rotation answer and go with Dontre Styles And it's less about him and more about what the other guys are doing. And and here's what I mean. Puff Johnson is just. Just bring something that Coach Davis loves and believes in and trusts in, and is going to come in, be defensive stopper 2.0, especially when Leaky's out or sometimes playing alongside of him. To just, I mean, I'm speaking of which, I'm super excited to see the defense of this team. Okay, let's leave that aside. Um, and then when it comes to Seth Trimble, I think his ability, as you've already talked about, to spell either RJ or Caleb in the backcourt. I think just gives him more minutes opportunities. And then same with Jalen Washington in the front court. I think he is obviously more of a four, but can fill a role there at, at the front court position. Obviously, Puff Johnson can as well. is kind of a small ball four as we're looking at it. But I think there's just more of a role that I see carved out for Puff Johnson, Seth Trimble, and Jalen Washington. And Dontrez, as I've already said, I think I might have been a little too high on him. So that's part of this as well. But just positionally, I think there's more leaky. I think there's more puff, and uh, and I think that plays into it. Obviously, Dontrez could come in at the probably like the two or up to the four as well. I think he could slide between any of those in positionless basketball. But of those of the four main rotation guys, I see him kind of odd man out. And then of the bottom four, I think for me it's going to be Tyler Nickel, and I think it's just strictly because of defense. The dude is a score like microwave guy. But I think um, we've already talked about DeMarco Dunn and how we see a little bit more of a path to playing time for him this year. Uh, Justin McCoy is just a consummate, going to do things right kind of guy. And I mean, obviously, I think Will, Sh- for me, Will Shaver is the like no-brainer of this group. But I think that's already in place. And so that's why I'm going with Tyler Nickel, who's just got a log jam ahead of him positionally.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so I largely agree with you, uh, to be honest with you. Um, to me, you know, we, the starters are set. That second tier uh, between Puff Johnson, Dontrez Stiles, Seth Trimble, and Jalen Washington, to me, six and seven are pretty clear. I think Trimble and I think uh, Puff, you know, those two are going to be locks. Um, Dontres and Jalen, man, it gets really dicey right yeah, there because yeah, yeah. Um, like you said, you know, Jalen is obviously proving that he's he's a capable shooter. Um, and it's not as hard for him to plug in because it's not quite a log jam there at the four and the five spot, like you mentioned. Um, but to me, you know, I give Don Trez the nod over Jalen because of the experience and because of having been in a Carolina uniform. And then, you know, Jalen's coming off of injury. So Absolutely. until Jalen really proves himself, I think he's the odd man out. But you know that could change. You know, five, six, seven games in, he starts Sure, as the, the ball. season
0: progresses. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so um, I think with Styles, to me, anyways, the question mark is not whether he can guard. It's not whether he can rebound. Can he, for one, not turn the ball over? And can he hit shots? He needs to yep. prove that he can do that consistently. If he can do that, okay, all of a sudden that maybe changes things. Um, so that's really kind of a, to me, that's a toss up. Um, and then out of the the third tier of guys, I think Shaver is probably the the odd man out there, just because um, when I look at the other guys, you know, hey, I know Nickel can come in and shoot it. I look at Dunn; I know he he brings athleticism, he brings defense, and he's a capable shooter. Although we haven't seen it yet, he is. Um, right. and then I look at McCoy, and we know what he can do defensively and what he brings uh, with experience. And I look at Shaver and I'm just not sure what he offers compared to what the other guys do. Yeah. So that's why I I said that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm not going to push back on any of that. You're not going to hear me calling you crazy or any uh, of those things. And so um, pack let's go on. I want to, I want to shift away from our uh, roster preview review. What a fun time that's been. And thankfully I don't have to say that phrase anymore and get all tongue tied. Uh, And what I want to do is go spend our final minutes Talking about live action, because I know everyone's excited for it. Everyone's pumped up to see this team in action. Now, there there are some question marks because of the storm. Like, uh, there's there's talk, at least at the time of when we're recording this, I should say. Information might have come out uh, in between when we record and when we publish. But um, there's talk of the football game maybe getting moved up or pushed back or something. And that might have effects on live action as well. Obviously, it's indoors. So, it's more just about can people safely come to the Smith Center. So we will see with that. So uh, let me just give the background of the event and then Pac will uh, ask you a couple questions and we'll talk back and forth about it. So coming up Friday night is Live Action with Carolina Basketball. That is the new name of what Late Night with Roy was. Last year it was called Late Night in HD. Uh, And then now what sounds like it, I'm assuming it's going to be the official name going forward is Live Action with Carolina Basketball. It is Friday night, that'll be uh, September 30th, the last day of the month in the Smith Center. Doors open at 6. The event itself starts at 7.30. It's free to attend. If you're in the area, man, go and see the potential national champions in action. See the potential, like the women's team, you know, like, man, they've got a lot going for them this year. Uh, Make sure you check out these teams. But if you'd prefer to watch from the comfort of your own chair, it's going to be live on ACC. Network Plus gonna have um, some great comment commenters commentators on there and Kyle Straub, Matt Krause, who's the women's play-by-play commentator, and then national champion Marcus Guineard. And so you love that. B Dot, our guy, is going to be the MC of this as he does during the season, and so he'll be right there hosting all the action. What's involved in it? There's going to be player and staff intros for both the men's and women's team. There's going to be a combined three-point contest as there was last year. And let me tell you, that was electric, folks. Just dudes and ladies knocking down shots. And then both teams will have an intra-squad scrimmage as the highlight of the night. And so, Pac, let's set some expectations for what we think we will see in this environment. First off, let's talk about the scrimmages themselves. Um, I I want to set the tone for it a little bit and then get your thoughts on it. I often tend to think of these events, these moments, yes, it is an actual scrimmage and they do play hard and they get after it. And uh, But I look at it as more of like an NBA all-star game type environment where they're just out there trying to score, show off a little bit, have some fun. Um, now, Coach Davis, he wants to see them active and engaged. I know Coach Banghart feels the exact same way. Um, but, like, even the blue-white scrimmage from a month or so ago is a probably a better example of the Carolina basketball team we can expect to see this year. What, like, what do you think about as you think about the actual basketball played in this environment?
1: Well, I don't expect there to be, uh, you know, any scheme revealed or anything of that <laughs> nature. I think they're going to get up there. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be, you know, two teams that are evenly matched up and evenly split up. Um, and they're just going to get out there, like you said. They're going to compete. Uh, they're going—it's going to be a competitive pickup game. Look at it like that: uh, <laughs> five on five at the Y. They're going to be arguing, you know, fouls and stuff like that. But so they're going to be competing. But it's not going to be necessarily revealing of anything uh, new, scheme-wise, or anything that will return scheme-wise. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, um, absolutely. Don't want to put anything on tape for the competition. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It can be revealing of some of the newbies, though, like um, just to see their athleticism and um, see them matched up against, you know, like, you know, potentially seeing Trimble against Caleb Love or Washington against Nance or something like that. So, yeah, uh, that'd be fun. It could be interesting.
0: And some of that we didn't get to see at the blue white scrimmage since neither Washington nor Leaky Black played. And so yeah. man, like I'm I'm with you. Like, let's see some leaky against Puff Johnson. Let's I love that Nance and Washington uh matchup. Get to see the uh the fifth-year uh Wiley veteran school, the unsuspecting freshman, and see what happens there. <laughs> um, anything that like you said a couple things there, but what else? If if there's not as much we we uh, can learn as in a real game, what can we learn from this environment?
1: Well, you know, to me, I think we we get to learn about the players, right? Like, hmm. um, I always think it's fun to see their personalities shine through. Um, and you know, I don't think—correct me if I'm wrong—I don't think they did the dances and stuff last year. No, with no, they
0: days. didn't. Hubert Hubert said he didn't want to do the the wacky yeah. dances, so uh, I expect I that, we that we, we won't that see that again. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I figured so, but I thought that was always fun just because I did too. it does. It it shows their personality and it's kind of cool to see um them not as players but as people. Absolutely. Um, and so Absolutely. that that part was cool. I understand why they're not doing it. I get that, but it is nonetheless you can still see their personalities and uh, see who they are as people and I I enjoy that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, for me, it's about like, you get to see some of the team dynamics, like you, like you said, who they are as people, like them out there enjoying one another, but you do see, you get to see the dudes who are uber competitive and can't turn it off even in an, in an environment like this, where it's like, if I'm out playing a game of basketball, I'm going to win and I'm going to eat your head. Like (laughs) I, I can't turn it off even for these types of moments. And so I'm excited to see um, who those people are, especially of the newcomers, right? Like, um, I think we kind of know the deal with the returners, but of these five newcomers, the four freshmen and and um, Pete Nance, and I say all four freshmen because we didn't get to see Will Shaver in these environments last year. And why we don't ex while we don't expect him to get much run this year, I I, I want to see who this kid is, like what does he bring yeah. as well. Um, and so I think another thing about live action for this year is last year's festivities, although a lot of the same things are going to happen, there there was a lot more because it's like you're instituting a new coach in the first formal public thing of the year, right? And so there were several things surrounding that. There was that, uh, that video that Reese Davis hosted and so many contributors to that. And so what I'm looking for this year is how do things settle in in year two? hubert davis this is the beginning of what i would call business as usual in the hubert davis era everything last year was so so new there were no expectations there were no known quantities there was nothing no precedent to draw on but this year then is all about uh, beginning to establish those rhythms establish those routines established family traditions. Like for me, I'm such a, like, oh, I love my family. I love our traditions at Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever. And that's what people start to love. Right, Pac?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we finally get that, right? Like for so long, I feel like we've been saying, oh, you know, what are we What are we going to get from Coach Coach Davis here? What are we going to get here? It's been a lot of question marks. Now we're going into the year and we don't have those. And that's really nice.
0: Yes. And at least not as many. Right. We're looking to see uh, like we, we only get to use the phrase small sample size so much longer with Coach Davis, probably the next couple of years. But I think one of the things we look for this year, both at live action and throughout the season, is what was a one year outlier last year? And what are the things that are oh, like, this is how we do it now in terms mm-hmm. of things like bench. Coach Davis has said he wants the deeper bench. Will that happen? Will it not? You know, like those kind of questions will all start to become answered more fully. Uh, live action is going to be great. I'm so excited for it. Pack been thinking about the possibility of uh, going live or, or recording something later on that night to just drop in for you fine folks to be able to watch and enjoy in the aftermath. And so that would be a lot of fun. Pack, uh any any parting thoughts from either our review pre our preview review or our prep for live action?
1: Yeah, the other thing I forgot to mention, I just wanted to bring it up real quick. I've noticed in the highlights and some of the pictures that the program has shared, man, our dudes are looking buff, like they're looking swole. They've been in the gym with serration. Leaky Black looks like he's playing middle linebacker. Yep. You know, <laughs> he's got I'm the body. Like, Y'all, man, he's looking good. So. I'm really curious to see um, the athleticism of some of our guys displayed um, at the uh, late night. And I, I just, I don't know. I'm just intrigued by that because our guys look like they've really had a good off-season regimen. Yeah. I'm curious to see how that pays off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially because we've got to keep these dudes healthy and, and you really yeah. want to see that. Remember that picture of uh, Mondo last year where they like <laughs> photoshopped his <laughs> That was great. I love yeah. that. And and one other thing to just keep in mind, folks, is we do have, there will be multiple high school visitors there, but two of the primary ones to keep an eye on are class of 2023s. Zayden High and class of 2024's Boogie Fland, Uh, Carolina trending in a very healthy direction uh, for Zayden High, as you'll hear Jason Jordan say about him on tomorrow's show. It's the kind of thing where you just can't screw up this visit, right? Like it looks like everything's going well, and you just got to do it right. Do it right. Let's get these guys into Chapel Hill, and once you're there, they're gonna love it. So. For Pat Kilby, I'm Isaac Shade. We want to thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. As I said, coming up on tomorrow's show, a preview of Zayden High's official visit this weekend. Make sure you tune in to that. As for today, you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. You can follow the man, Pat, at Coach underscore K23. And you can follow me at Isaac Shade. Also, please join us in our drive for five. We're making this big push to get to 5,000 YouTube subscribers by the time we hit tip off on November 7th against UNC Wilmington. Please, would you be the next person to join us in that endeavor? Get more on the ACC by making Locked On ACC your second listen of the day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Locked On take you around the conference in 30 minutes, five days a week. We'd love it if you'd subscribe to the show, smash the like button if you're watching, and leave some comments on your thoughts, both about the roster and our thoughts on it, and live action and why you're excited for that. For today, we want to remind you that it is always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace!